This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound. I'm your host Ian Turner. Garden of Sound is brought to you by 4YP, supporting community and positive youth development initiatives. You can find out more at 4YP.org. On today's show, Prince, not to be confused with Minnesota's favourite son, this is New Zealand's female version by way of some Dutch ancestry. Prince hails from Auckland, she's been in Christchurch for a number of years working the club circuit. She's a singer, a dancer, a model and an actress who's recently released her debut single, Tell Me, produced alongside longtime collaborator Wolfie. But how much work has Prince had to put in to get to where she is today? And how far is she willing to go to get her music to the top of the charts? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Prince on Plains FM 96.9. Can you tell me about your very first memory of music? Yes, um, I actually have a very vivid memory of this. I was three and a half and I was standing in the bathroom with my dad and I remember hearing Sacrifice by Alton John. That was the first song that I ever remember actually hearing before any nursery rhymes or anything like that. That's the first song I remember. And I just remember that very vividly for some reason. <laughs> so to this day, um, what does Elton John mean to uh, you? I don't know. I mean, I, l I listened to him growing up. We'd always play his CDs along with the Eagles and Bread and other things like that. But honestly, I'm not sure. It's just something I've always remembered. And I mean, I love Elton John. I wouldn't necessarily be listening to him on a regular basis. But yeah, but every now and then I'd, I'd come back to it and, and listen to it. Like this morning I was getting ready. I'd listen to the song Sacrifice just because I thought of it. <laughs> um, so and, yeah, depends And on what does that song mean to you like right now? Um, without getting grim, that is the song that I would have play at my funeral if I was to have a song play, and I wouldn't think twice about it. So I guess it means a lot to me in, in a weird way. Maybe it's just because it's the first memory I have of music, and music is so important to me. When the sand of her languors and temptations 
Have you ever covered it? No, I haven't. No, and I don't think I would. Where did music happen at home? Where did you hear it most it, of the time? It was, it was always around us. So whenever I'd get up in the morning, the radio would be on. Um, in the car, my, my parents loved driving every Sunday. We'd, we'd be driving somewhere. The music would be playing. It just every moment of my life involved music. So that includes dancing. There was always music involved. It's everything. And where did you grow up? Uh, in Auckland, originally. Are your parents still with us? They're yes. still around? Yes, they are. Yes. What do they think of your uh, your music career? I think they were a little nervous just because it's a very uh, a difficult industry to make a living from, but they see the passion that I have for it and they support me 100%, which is amazing. I'm very lucky. So when did you start this journey into the arts generally? Um, since I was four and a half, five, I started dancing. Um, I did tap and jazz and that later extended to... Irish and hip-hop and a little bit of contemporary and dancing kind of took over my life really um, and I was always in productions during school so that involved choir and just any kind of any kind of acting and singing and dancing I was just involved with all of it so it's always been there really as long as I can remember yeah have you still got any mates back from I presume primary school that you keep in touch with and yes. maybe have gone on to do Music, acting, or dancing themselves? Uh, yes, yeah, I do have. Um, I do have a few friends who have stuck down the dancing side of things, um, but in terms of singing, it's that's. I think that's developed later in my life, more so in Christchurch than it has anywhere else. So, why the move to Christchurch? Um, I came down originally to do a bachelor of performing arts. So and where I was, was that at? At CPIT, uh -huh. which is now ARA. Um, and I, I studied for two of the three years and I took a year off in 2015, um, had a few things going on and couldn't quite <laughs> commit to that at that stage. So yeah, decided to take a year off and during that year I joined my first band and then I realized very quickly that I had to untrain myself from musical theater <laughs> in order to have my own voice I guess and my own style which was quite fun <laughs> as a person who's done a number of shows I can appreciate where you're coming from mm. but surely melding the music theater and the pop gives you a unique sound already yes yes I guess it does but I didn't like it <laughs> and that's that's me being 100% honest I didn't like the um I didn't like the articulation and the bright sounds. I'm I'm quite into, I guess, like Amy Winehouse is, is a bigger influence for me. And I love the raw raspiness that she is able to perform with her music. So I guess I just wanted to, yeah, I, I wanted to change myself a little bit and, and be something a little bit more sensual without, without that sounding funny. So apart from singing, dancing, acting, mm -hmm. was there anything else um, that sort of took your fancy at um, school? I was actually always a swimmer, <laughs> randomly enough. Um, I did competitive swimming and water polo for, oh goodness, probably about eight, nine years. Um, 
so my poor mum, she was always taking me from dancing lessons to um, to swimming lessons, which conveniently were down the road from each other. So, But I can appreciate using your lungs. That would be tremendous for singing yes. as well and breath yes. control. I didn't think that at the time. But, um, but yeah, now that I look at it, I should probably swim more. I want to talk about influences. Now, we talked about some of the, um, uh, some of the artists that you listened to growing mm-hmm. up or heard at least. Elton John, Red, the Eagles and mm-hmm. so on. You've mentioned Amy Winehouse a mm. couple of times as well. When you're putting together original music, can you think of any artists uh, who have sort of influenced you? Uh, I guess, I guess, artists like Dua Lipa and BB Rexa—they're quite um, independent women, I see. And I guess Ariana Grande probably a little bit as well. Um, they have quite a strong, they have a strong personality, um, in the music industry. And I, I quite admire that. I really admire that. How much of what folks see perhaps on Spotify or Prince, uh, in the imagery, how much of that is, is your influence? A hundred percent, a hundred percent me. Yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't think I'd be able to perform truly if it wasn't me. Yeah, so I guess that probably answers the same question for them. Going back to Dua Lipa and BB Rexa, is there a track of theirs uh, you'd like to play? Um, yes, I'd like to play Shining Star by BB Rexa. Yeah. Any particular reason why? I just love the song. <laughs> it's typical, but it's true. <laughs>
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Prinz on Plains FM 96.9. Have you tried Taha Sparkling Tonic? It's made right here in New Zealand from the best natural ingredients. Manuka honey, organic ginger and kawakawa. The medicinal benefits of these three are well known, but when they're combined, you get a healthy taste sensation that's out of this world! Fortunately, you can buy Taha right now from supermarkets, cafes and bars all over New Zealand. Find out more at taha.nz. Taha, a drink from the edge of the world. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Prince on Plains FM 96.9. I want to talk about gigs and concerts and things you've been along to. What was the first first thing you ever attended or paid some money to uh. attend? The first concert was actually Taylor Swift in 2011, and I'm, yeah, it's, it's interesting to say that now, knowing that I don't actually listen to Taylor Swift anymore. But um, at the time, yeah, she she was doing her world tour, and it was her very very last show, um, which was pretty cool to be a part of. But other than that, I never really attended concerts and uh, things like that, which may sound hard to believe. But I guess I was just always in them. <laughs> I was always doing shows, I was always so involved that I never really went and watched things or anything like that. Like even now, I don't watch TV at all. I haven't watched TV in about five years. Um, so I'm I'm actually quite a hippie at heart in a weird way. Growing up and going back to TV, you must have watched TV when you were a youngster. Were there any events or anything that, you know, attracted your um, imagination? Uh, typically... New Zealand Idol, the idols and America's Got Talent and all all those related to the arts. But Was that because really. you wanted to watch it or because you had a fascination and you were interested in sort of entering the industry? Probably both. I, I wouldn't enter anything like that now um, just because it's not really the path that I'd like to go down. But I guess, yeah, I just love watching people perform and, and seeing, you know, what different people do. Having said that, you're familiar with Jessie J? Yes, yeah, of course. Jesse J in China went I and know about one this. of their yeah yeah um, uh, pop competitions. I mean, really strange. I didn't think she'd be allowed to do something like that. But if it was yes. going to, if it was going to give you, you know, worldwide notoriety, perhaps mm. would you consider doing something? Mm. I, I see. I don't know if I would. Um, I only know. I'm only saying that because I know a couple of people who have en- who have entered the New Zealand um, competition, and uh, one girl in particular who made it to the semi-finals. And I've just <laughs> I've heard a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes. And I just don't really think that that's me personally. Not everything goes to plan. No. Performances don't go to plan. No. Plans don't go to plan. <laughs> that's the fun part. <laughs> have you had any? Um, Big learning opportunities, stuff where stuff's gone wrong and, uh, you know, you pulled it out the other side. Um, being sick as a singer. That's a big one. That's a big one. Um, on stage? Yeah, yeah, on stage. Well, you can't pull out. You can't pull out of gigs <laughs> when you're sick, you know, and you're the, you're the singer. People are oh, relying not, on not you. Oh, not physically, you know, purging oh, no, oneself. No, no, just, no. Being, just being ill. No, just being ill. Um, and having to show up and knowing that your voice is on the verge of not being there at all. That's really that's really terrifying. I actually had that probably about a month ago here in Christchurch. I was playing my first gig at um, at Fat Eddie's. And that's a, that's a relatively big crowd in there. I think they've got fit about three to 400 in there. And uh, we started at midnight 
and um, yeah, never a good start. <laughs> Midnight till three a.m. and yeah, I, I'd started and I barely had a voice to start with. And when you when you're in front of such a an, a big audience that has you know a lot of energy and obviously a lot of drunk people, you tend to you tend to vibe off everybody else. And so putting so much effort in just it, it gets scary because you know you're two three songs in and you can feel your voice going. So I, I actually had to call the first set early about 20 minutes early go and make some lemon and tea and try and get through but yeah I, we just played a good few more instrumentals than we usually do <laughs> so yeah. would that be one of your vocal tips a lemon tea any particular twists vocal zones on that? Vocal, zone. vocal zones yeah yeah vocal zones they'd be the oh lemon i don't know nothing can help you sometimes in those situations so but yeah vo- vocal zone lemon honey tea Whatever works. Looking back to up in Auckland, just sort of starting out maybe in the dancing or maybe mm. in the, the singing or acting, is there anything you would say at this point, don't do or do more of or look um, out for this? There's nothing I wouldn't do, to be honest. Um, I'm really, really happy with how things have progressed in order to get here and I wouldn't change anything, to be honest. But... Um, just not being afraid to ask people for um, advice and, you know, not being afraid to, if you see somebody, message them on Facebook, send them a message, meet them for coffee and, and ask them what they're doing, ask them what how how they've gotten to where they are. Like there's, there's so many times where I've met somebody and I never thought that they would be the person that I needed to help me get to the next stage or to meet the right person. So just being open to opportunities really. Um, has has gotten me a long a long way, and just trusting, just trusting the universe that things are going to work out. It's been a big one, to be honest. So tell me about people that you work alongside, people that have sort of helped you or assisted, or you know, you're helping in kind. My so my producer would be my biggest um, my biggest help. I he actually messaged me. Um, after doing an acoustic competition with an, an old band I used to perform with. Um, out of the blue, just messaged me and, and we met up and it took about probably a year in order to start the duo, which is our um, our cover duo that we have at the moment. Mm-hmm. And we always talked about doing original music as he was doing his own his own projects um, and I always loved what he was working on. And he's, he's really given me the opportunity to... Um, to I guess make this first single and I mean he's producing the rest of my EP as well which is really exciting so I couldn't have done any of it without him. I want to talk about some more favourite music. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Have you got a favourite artist or you know somebody that you've perhaps covered or you enjoy you know singing? Um, I love covering Amy Winehouse. I love the the rawness of her music and the fact that you can feel what she's gone through and what she's going through in order to to perform the way that she does so I love I love taking that on board and and trying to feel that same vulnerability I guess that she has yeah is there a track of hers that you'd like to play ah yes back to black is an all-time favorite Yeah. 
Garden of Sound interview with Prince on Plains FM 96.9. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. The easiest way for you to catch every episode of Garden of Sound is to subscribe. There are a bunch of ways to do this. You can either search for Garden of Sound on iTunes, for example, or clicking the subscribe button on the front page of the Garden of Sound website. You can even make sure you never miss a program by choosing any of the subscription options on the show player, which you'll find on any of the show-specific pages. I thoroughly encourage you to subscribe and to support the organisations that partner with Garden of Sound. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Prince on 96.9 Plains FM. Um, I want to talk about making music, um, and this will lead very directly into your single. Um, how does it come about? What is it? Music first, then words, ideas? Uh, music first, usually. Um, and no matter what time of day, if I have an idea, I'll, I'll write it down um, in terms of lyrics. But, uh, yeah, I try to write the music first, so myself and Tim sit down, work on the track together. Um, once there's a, a skeleton of that, I guess, I take it away, start to write melody and lyrics. Um, and once I've done that, bring it back and we kind of just tweak it and listen to, to it to it together. Um, yeah, that's usually how it goes. So I guess the mood can strike you at 
anytime? You've got yes. a notepad by the bed or is it on your phone Both. or your record? I don't always have the notepad, unfortunately. I, I prefer the notepad. Um, call me old-fashioned. But, uh, you must yeah. have very neat handwriting because mine's like spider scrawl. I do have neat handwriting, <laughs> yes. Um, but other than that, yeah, I do have a lot of notes on my phone of just random ideas that I've had. It could be at 2 a.m., it could be at 7 a.m. at breakfast, it could any time of day, just... Yeah, I might think of something or hear something, be influenced and think, oh, quick, write that down. Um, yeah. Do you, uh, do you play any musical instruments? No, I wish I did. I can play a very minimal amount of keyboard, a mm-hmm. <laughs> um, couple of guitar chords, but no, I, I genuinely don't. So no, no designs to, to, you know, get lessons or, or anything like that? I've, I've definitely thought about it. But it's, yeah, making the time. I should say, I'm not going to say finding the time, but it's making the time. Making the time. You're absolutely right, because there are enough hours in the day. Of course there are, yes. Priorities. Exactly. Exactly. I am very keen to hear something that uh, you have written, and funnily enough, you do have a a single out. Tell me about the lead up to um, putting your first uh, single out, all the all the pieces that needed to be in place for that? So I started writing um, the track with Tim about a year ago, actually. And we kind of worked on, on the music itself and then we put it down for a couple of months, as you do, picked it back up again. Um, and we, yeah, we, we wrote the track and kind of wanted to have a, a summery vibe, I guess, um, which is why I released it on the first day of spring. And yeah, we, we just kind of, we didn't rush it. We didn't want to rush it, but I did have an idea of when I wanted to release it. So yeah, we just sat down a couple of days a week and, and worked on the track and worked out what we wanted to do. Again, I took it away, wrote lyrics to it. I've, I found the lyrics for this song actually came quite quickly to me. So it was more the music that took time rather than anything else. Um, and I think that's sometimes where the best stuff comes from is, is things that just happen and flow in the moment. So let's talk component parts. Mm. Uh, it's you singing, obviously. On yes. it. What about um, uh, the musicians or instrumentation on there? How is that put together? Is it all out of the box or is it live musicians? Uh, it's, it's half and half. There's... There's a lot of electronic components to it, um, and the guitar and stuff is recorded by Tim, um, my producer. So it's, yeah, it's just those two, really. And there's also a video to accompany it. Yes. Yeah, do you want to tell me about that? I met, um, I do a little bit of modelling on the side as well, and there's a a guy, Marcus Nee, who um, he did a shoot for me for a crepe store, of all things. That's how we met. (laughs) Um, And I've seen a lot of his work, and he actually had never done a music video before, but he'd done... like fashion, fashion videos, I guess, like short, yeah, short fashion videos. Um, so I, I kind of had a chat to him about it and, and thought, you know, just wondered if he'd be interested in taking on board something quite big that he's never done before. But I've always believed in his work and, and what he does. I think he's absolutely fantastic. So we, I went away to Europe um, and we were just back and forth. We had video phone calls as I was driving through Switzerland and, and random times like that. Um, and kind of just discussed the concept. And I, I honestly left a lot of it up to him because I was on holiday, <laughs> as you do. And I, I had a time frame for it. Um, and I really just wanted to see what he would come up with. Um, 
so yeah, so we had a few a few video phone calls and he kind of just pieced together what he thought would work and I went up to Auckland and um, sat down with him a couple of times and discussed what what we were going to do but yeah, a lot of it a lot of it was was his ideas really. So there's a bit of an Uma Thurman kill bill kind of <laughs> yes. yellow jumpsuit <laughs> yes. vibe going on there. Is he a T- Tarantino fan or was that just kind of like, hey, you know, it works? Um, no, I actually had a friend who owned that. <laughs> I know, it's very disappointing. <laughs> I had a friend who owned that outfit um, and I saw photos of her in it. Her name's actually Alana as well, which is really funny. Um, and I just thought it would be, at, it would just be so appropriate for the diner situation. Um very standout colours, very bright and, and retro. So. Well, technically, when you're talking diners, not only have you got Pulp Fiction, but you do also have Kill Bill there. There we go. What's the um, <laughs> uh, What's the uh, reception been to the single? Um, it's been great. It's it is really hard to make a break when you don't exist in the music world. So, I tried to go on with no expectations. Um, but I'm really happy. I've had, I've had a lot of support from obviously my friends and family. Maybe they kind of have to, <laughs> it's hard to say. Um, but just, yeah, I, I mean, through, through blogs and through people that I've spoken to, um, there's been a couple of really great people who have helped me push it out. Um, a couple of random people in, in Amsterdam, I guess maybe that has some relation to the name. Yeah. They got excited, <laughs> which yep. is great. Um, you're the new prince. You are funky. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it, it, overall it's been, it's been really good. It's hard, it's hard to know. It's hard to judge your, uh, um, success if you've never had any. So yeah, I, I'm overall I'm really happy with it. I think I've had just over five thousand streams on Spotify. That's brilliant. Um, and I've been talking to New Zealand on air and and a few things like that, just trying to um, gear up for the second single. Yeah. So yeah, it's just as long as as long as the numbers keep going up and people, you know, are enjoying it, then that's all that I really ask for. And what's the name of the track? Uh, it's called Tell Me. Fantastic. This is Tell Me by Prince. Break you 
Running up, trying to have a one-on-one -on -one with me lately And it feels overdone and I'm hearing things that are making me crazy Oh, I hear what you're saying I think it's insane Cause nobody knows you like I do The Garden of Sound interview with Prince on Plains FM 96.9. Hi, I'm Marina from Dan's Produce. When you're putting food on the table, it's not just about the cost, it's also how good it tastes. At Dan's Produce, you get both. Lower prices and fresher food, all from a great city location. And when we say fresh, all the fruit and veg you buy from Dan's is kept cool and undercover no matter what's happening outside. So next time you're out shopping, make a beeline for Dan's Produce. On the corner of Draper Street and Stanmore Road, just over the bridge. Dan's Produce, open 8 till 6, 7 days a week. On the corner of Draper Street and Stanmore Road. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Prince on Plains FM 96.9. We just heard uh, your first single, Tell Me. Um... A unique tone of voice, a unique sound. I'm constantly trying to pick, oh, who do you sound like? Mm. It's a great track. Thank you. Which leads on to, um, have you got a best musical memory? Or um, or what's been your most rewarding project thus far? Has it been that single? Or has it yes. been something else? Yes. No, it, it, it would have to be that single. Um, it's always been a dream of mine to be able to have my own music out there. Um, and I've never, I've never actually thought that it would be a possibility because it seems like such a huge um, project, I guess, and I, there's not really many people that do it. Um, so I guess, yeah, for me, that it always seemed like a, a dream that, well, yeah, was essentially that a dream, um, and I never, yeah, I never thought it would be a reality. So, so this is definitely like the most exciting um, point for me so far. Yeah. I want to talk about. Um reality here um mm. all of these things cost a lot of money how do you support yourself and support this this dream I, I don't presume that this is your you know what's bringing in all the cash as a as a new artist definitely not <laughs> unfortunately uh i work in real estate part-time um which yeah i guess helps fund it but in all honesty um i've been really lucky to 
work with people who um, are getting a, a benefit from it as well. So ideally, Tim and I, we have 50-50 copyright. Um, it's it's more a project for both of us, really. Although it's only my name, it still has work as well. So, yeah, I, I've been really lucky that it hasn't cost me too much at this stage. Um, and that's the video included as well. I worked with a lot of people who I knew... Um, from different projects that I've done, including, you know, like makeup artists who were giving their time to me and, and people that were doing hair and Marcus was doing the video and, and they're all people that I use within my network to try and, and make it work. So I was, yeah, I've been really, really lucky to work with the people that I have. Um, yeah, including those in my music video. They were people that I knew from uni um, and everyone was just really willing to work with me, which I've been yeah, very lucky. So I think for some people out there, um, creatives especially, that whole networking vibe is, mm. is difficult. Have you got any tips for, for how to make friends and influence people? How to people? make friends? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> or at least make those connections. Uh, I guess I guess being in real estate for me was was quite helpful um, because that's all that is really is networking and and that's how you create that business. But just being just being around and open to talking to people, it's there's no real trick about it to be honest. Um, yeah, just just put yourself out there and and be open and willing to work with other people and not being so selfish with your time because a lot of the time it's and the most unexpected moments that you meet somebody that is going to be able to help you um, and yeah, and push you forward in a way that you could not have seen by yourself. Yeah. Have you had much rejection? Yes. Oh, so much. It's been beautiful. <laughs> um, just from, from blogs and things like that, but it's all a learning curve, right? Um, yeah, no, I've had a lot of rejection from the song, especially like in, in terms of getting it out there. And I've I've been trying to aim, obviously, quite high. But if you don't, if you don't, then yeah, you never know. So shoot for the stars, and you might get the moon or yeah, something along yeah, those. Yeah, exactly. Lines. So I yeah, and and like I said, I didn't go in with any expectations, so I'm I'm not really that disappointed. I'm quite aware of the fact that you can't appeal to everyone, and I know that that style of music as well is not it's not everybody's. Um, Taste, and that's fine. Yeah. Let's talk about the future for mm. a bit. Let's talk, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 years or, or thereabouts. Um, where do you want to see yourself? Just making music, making a living off original music. That's that's my, my big picture, yeah. Will you move overseas to do that? Yeah, if I have to, absolutely, yeah. Because you've got the Dutch heritage <laughs> as well. You never know, you could be yeah, big well. in the land of Vlaams Fritz and <laughs> all knows? that kind of thing. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be willing to, to go anywhere that the music is going to take me. Mm. Um, I don't believe that we're ever supposed to stay in one place. That's why we have feet <laughs> instead of roots. And what about other artists um, or producers? Is there anyone, you know, Tim aside, obviously, mm. is there anyone else that you'd you know love to work with, duet w- with or feet on? I would like, <laughs> I would love to work with uh, Zoo. Z-H-U. Um, Tell me more about Zoo. So Zoo is a, it's an American Chinese house artist. Probably over the past year, been introduced to his music and I just, yeah, I've, I've loved everything that he's put out since. And I, I know that uh, Georgia from Broods featured on a song that he did as well. Um, and I didn't realize that when I was like until I was listening to it that it was actually her so hopefully 
I can somehow one day get it um get into the fall into the hands of so that'd be amazing um just to do something like that I know you perform in a cover sense um, as a as a duo and a band. Are we going to mm-hmm. get to see Prince out, you know, doing your own stuff sooner yes. rather than later? Yes, yes. Um, it's it's hard to it's hard to perform when you've only got one song out. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't just make a huge, a, just a really mix. long, <laughs> just a really long version. So, apart from getting out there and, and performing as as Prince, any other goals out there on the on the horizon? Any any awards or anything outside music that you want to achieve? Um, at the moment, my life is purely based around music, um, which is the way that I want it to be. I. I would just like to get to the point where I'm able to do this full time off my original stuff. So put down put down cover music and put down all those things and just perform as Prince. I think that would be really fulfilling. Um, and that's that's the big goal, the big end goal. Yeah. So we were talking about Zoo before. Um, are there any tracks that you'd like to play by him? All of them in a big remix. <laughs> uh, no, let's let's do Still Want You by Zoo. I should be so hurt Cause your rejection is so obvious And I feel stupid And I cry and I cry and I cry and I cry But I tell myself That we'll be okay But it's not true I still want you Why should I stand still? I'm moving out of your heart And I feel stupid And I cry and I cry and I cry and I cry but I tell myself that we'll be okay. But it's not true. I still want you. Lately, I've been thinking about all the things that we've been through. Lately, I regret all the fucked up things that I put you through. Still trying to. To be personal, still uncomfortable being me. Still trying to learn to be vulnerable, stepping out the zone being me. It ain't your fault who I am. It ain't your fault who I am. Oh, it ain't your fault.
Right, it's time for my track of the week. It's from Def. They're described as post-punk. They're from Wellington, and they've just released an EP entitled, funnily enough, The Def EP. This track for your edification is Slav Defence.
Thanks for joining me today on the show. My guest was Prince. You can find out more about her by clicking on her photo on the front page of the Garden of Sound website. From there, you can listen to all of the tracks we talked about today and find out more about her soon-to-be-released second single. That's at gardenofsound.nz. Next week on the show, it's an all-girl group hailing from Rangiruru Girls School. They're called Dear No One, and they were one of the amazing acts at Garden of Sound Live recently. So make sure you're around for that one. I'm Ian Turner. Thanks for joining me today on the show, which was brought to you with thanks to 4YP Consulting. You can find out more about their work at 4YP.org. I hope you've enjoyed yourself today. I'd love to have you back same time next week for Garden of Sound. <laughs>